This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. We're here with another episode of Sports and Quirks. I'm Emily Jarenka. And I'm Emily Cornell. And we have so much to talk about this week in the world of sports. Uh, College football, interesting weekend. Um, We're getting kind of... You know, towards the end of the season and games are really starting to become important, not that they aren't the entire season, but particularly now for those teams that are in playoff contention. Yep. So apparently last week I said Minnesota when we were recording instead of Minnesota. I had, had no idea I did that, but uh, Minnesota is remains undefeated, beats Penn State. Awesome game. Uh, you love to see that. So <laughs> no complaints there from me. How about you? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Big Ten. I was talking to a friend this week. We were talking about the, you know, the big, the Power Five conferences and like kind of their identities. And um, I ended up just being like, I just really like Penn State, but I also like Minnesota, but I also like Purdue. Um, so I... I'm kind of sad to see Penn State to have lost the game, but at the same time, I'm happy to see Minnesota um, proving themselves that they they were ranked for a reason. They moved up. Like I was, I'm happy with the result, even though I kind of had hoped for Penn State to win. It's fair. Uh, we don't really need to talk about this game, but we're definitely going to mention it. Ohio State, Maryland. Uh, yeah, I, I was visiting my brother this weekend, so I wasn't watching a ton of football, but, uh, I was like, is this a college basketball score? <laughs> All I saw was the, I saw like 60 something and I was like, what? Yeah, I was getting, I was getting, um, like live updates of the game for my stepfather because he is from Ohio, just outside, uh, Columbus. And he was like. Ohio State scored again. Ohio sco- State scored again because I was like at a retreat and I was like, what are you talking? Like, they scored again. So Ohio State is not here for the nonsense. They're really like sticking it to any team they play. Um, so take that however you want. Some people are unhappy about it. Other people aren't. Um, again, we don't need to spend too much time there because they don't have another huge game until they play Penn State. Um, but shifting gears to the big 12, um, Baylor could potentially win the big 12, even though they cut it pretty close against TCU this weekend and a window over time. Um, it's, it's weird to see. It's weird to see Baylor being like probably one of the top teams in the big 12, but like not receiving the recognition, which is my my forever complaint about rankings right (laughs) so like they're the only undefeated team in the big 12 and yet they're not in the top like five or six teams ranked um and maybe it's because they're like oh they haven't had that tough of a schedule well neither is alabama and they lost for the first time and yes they lost to lsu who is one of the better team, probably the best team. It's LSU or Ohio yeah. State's the best team, and I am baffled when I'm like, um, I'm not, I'm not a Baylor fan, but like as someone who's just looking at the numbers, they should be ranked higher. Um, and Texas somehow pulled off a win against K State, and now they're ranked <laughs> again. And like, I want someone to explain to me how Texas is ranked. They've lost a couple of times. And then, and they've cut it close to teams that are not that good. Like, let's revisit the KU-Texas game, where Texas almost lost at home to Kansas. And they're ranked, 
And Baylor can't even get into that conversation for being in the top six. Um, yeah. And then Iowa State challenged Oklahoma, took the L, but it was so close. They lost uh, 41-42. So um, that's your Big 12 Sheesh. update for the weekend. I <laughs> uh, got to love living in the, the part of the country where the Big 12 is like the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh- and now on to the Mountain West Conference. Uh, I really honestly thought Boise State was going to lose that game. I did too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I was like, this is it. I, You know, I was about to be really happy for you. And Thank you. then it just didn't happen. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. So I made it to the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, and then it was kind of late Mm -hmm. because it was a late game to begin with. And I was like, Oh my God, Wyoming is going to win. Like I'm following this game. I'm really into it. I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to pull off an upset again, just like they did in 2016. This one's going to be even better because like Wyoming is back. Um, next season, they probably are going to have the best season they've had in years. And they just could not close my Lord. So now <laughs> I'm not mad that I have to root for Boise state for the rest of the season, but I am mad that the Cowboys could not finish that game. It's not their year, you know, maybe next year they'll beat Boise state. It was a bad matchup. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't even going to be mad about it. I was going to be super happy for you. And then just, I, like, I found myself rooting for Wyoming when I was looking at the score. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that a Boise State fan could be found rooting for Wyoming. I saw that your brother liked something that was Boise State after they won. I was like, ooh, that stings. <laughs> Someone I know is liking Boise State beating yeah. Wyoming. But then I just drank my coffee and acted like I didn't <laughs> see it. You were living the Kermit the Frog meme. Or not meme, gif, the T-U-N-X <laughs> Colin liked this tweet. <laughs> yep. I was like, I can't, I cannot, I need to take, I need to get off the internet because I'm going to be mad because I woke up and I was like, what was this score, oh, no. Wyoming? Well, I was ready to be like the most obnoxious person and be like, Wyoming has beaten two major teams. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, rain that in save it for next year so you know next year i'm gonna be really annoying when they win a lot and we hope they do <laughs> oh yeah we do but um games that are probably considered bigger than that wyoming Boise <laughs> state game the lsu alabama game we watched the end of that game and that was super fun to watch i i definitely was rooting for lsu I started like the at the beginning of the game I was following it and I was like this is kind of like every LSU Alabama game it's just not that mm-hmm. exciting um I don't I don't feel too bad if I don't finish watching like following this game and then I saw the end result and I was like oh my god when did this happen I it's good to see LSU get a win since they haven't gotten one since 2011 <laughs> against yeah. Alabama don't don't misinterpret <laughs> what I just said <laughs> they're undefeated this season but um you you love to see a good game like that especially when the SEC boasts being like such a good conference for football I can't be convinced of that when a score is nine to six yeah I I'm just glad it wasn't a defensive battle like that that game yeah couple years ago i don't know i just remember mm-hmm. i think it was when i was living in colorado um but i just remember watching a terrible playoff game against was it the championship game um i can't I remember know. if it was a in the past five years game? there was either a playoff game or the championship game with the two of them and it was a total defensive battle and it's super boring to watch yeah glad to not see that yeah. um so yes. you know they remain competitive with each other. It's like, they do. As in, and what's that phrase? Death and things that are certain death taxes and LSU and Alabama to play a close game. <laughs> yes. That's, you yeah. can count on that. A game that I didn't follow, but I was surprised when I saw this score. CU finally gets a, like a win. 
and at home against Stanford. And it will be their last of the season. <laughs> and that's not, that is not a hot take. That's just how it is. I mean, you're not wrong, but that's a, I was surprised that they beat Stanford. Not, not gonna lie. It was a happy surprise. I was like, good for them. They won. And then they announced this week that Ralphie five is retiring because she is too strong for her handlers. (laughs) Is what is, did you read this somewhere? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I read it. I need to read the actual press release, but like, Someone had like highlighted it, and I was like, "What?" Um, I'm I'm like, "That's a valid reason for retiring the the bison," because um, they are one. I'm mad that I didn't get a petter before they retired her. <laughs> this is something I will take with me to my grave. I'm so unhappy that we worked there, and I asked every <laughs> week if I could pet this bison, <laughs> and every week I got a no. Uh. I saw something on Twitter on Saturday. Um, It was from the official Ralphie mascot account. And it was like, she will not be running today due to her temperament during practice yesterday. It's for the safety of whatever, her and her handlers, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was just such a 180 for, it's like, oh, okay, she's, she's having a bad day. All right, now she's retiring. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it, but it was just kind of a funny, um, like, really quick turnaround, it seemed like. Yes. Okay, so she did. So she's in great health. Um, I'm. This is from the press release <laughs> from Dave Platty. We know him. We love him. Great SID person coined the red term or the red zone term. So Ralphie turned 13 in October. She's in good health. She goes and sees a vet and she just was not being consistent. Um, They're talking about this bison (laughs) (laughs) like a player. And I love it. Um, So she has been excited to run and was running too fast, which created safety concerns for her and her handlers. Yeah. So she is too fast. She's too hot to handle. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's a good way to go out to retire, you know? Yeah. I was too good at my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to be, Ralphie 5. So we'll be welcoming a new Ralphie probably next season. I hope I'd, they let us bet that one. I wonder what's going to happen the last couple games. Well, are they on the road the rest of the season? Um, They play Oregon and Washington. Le- oh, no. Utah and Washington, I think, are left. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, if there is a home game, I'm curious to see what happens with that. I guess they, sh- they just probably won't have anyone run, but... I... Well, because they didn't have a run recently. So I would get... And, like, they've had times where they didn't um, have her run. I wonder if they'll do where they have... Oh, they're playing chips. Washington on Saturday at home. It's, it is at home. So if they don't have her run, Chip could run. Yeah, they'll probably do that just because it's only one game and then start the new yeah. bison. The next but game. I'm sure they'll still have her at the tailgate. So if you're in uh, the Denver Boulder area and you want to see Ralphie five for the last time, go to the game, go to the tailgate and get a picture with her. She's near the Alumni Association. All right. Uh, what are your thoughts on the college football playoff um rankings (laughs) so i i mentioned it when i talked about baylor and how like i don't want anyone to interpret this as me going to bat for baylor because i would never but i'm just like very unhappy with like the rankings in general like they released the college football playoff committee rankings and like of course i agree with lsu and ohio state i could go either way with their rankings but then there's clemson ranked at number three and i like can't disagree with that clemson has not lost but then georgia yeah i uh... (laughs) like excuse me it's the I, SEC bias right there. <laughs> it oh my god! But then it's 
Alabama. And like, I get the SEC bias. Why would you not have the bias in like a, a way that makes sense? Georgia lost to a team that wasn't ranked. Alabama lost to the best team. <laughs> so I don't know. And I'm glad that Oregon is number six. I'm happy to see some Pac-12 representation. Oregon's one loss was to a ranked team. And truly, I think that Oregon, it was a bad day for them. Like, I think any other Saturday, they would have beaten Auburn. Yeah. So they they had those injuries, and I don't know. Some, so that's my... Some. Yeah. That's my rant of the week. I'm sure next week... I'll fly off the handle again and be like, I'm so unhappy. So apologies, listeners. Um, this is who I am. It'll calm down once we get into basketball season, because at that point, the rankings don't matter and the numbers are made up. <laughs> it's like, uh, did you ever watch Whose Lines It Anyway? Um, I've seen episodes. Oh, Drew Carey used to be like, um, welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, where the points don't matter and something. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I like that line. Like, yeah. I see it places. I'm like, huh, that's kind of, that's life. When my brother listens general. to this, he's going to be like, great story, Emily. Why'd you need to say that? <laughs> um, your story was relevant and, like, went with what just happened. Relevant so. and incomplete, which is usually how my stories go. I can't remember the most important details. <laughs> they add value. Thank you. Thank you for that <laughs> affirmation. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So that when Colin comes back, you'll be like, I have another leg to lean on. I'll be like, yes, mm-hmm. I support you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anytime. Um, looking forward to this week. There are some pretty big games this weekend um, in the college football world as we're we're getting so close to the end. This is very wild. But um, Georgia, number five, should not be number five, uh, should be lower, is playing at Auburn, who's ranked 13th. <laughs> not 113th, as our outline says. <laughs> um, that was definitely an Emily Cornell uh, problem. Oh, it's all I mean, good. You know what? It's when um, Auburn meets Georgia, it's going to be the biggest upset ever because they were ranked 113th in the country. So, yes. Uh, In what world would Auburn, an SEC team, be ranked 113th? Yeah. Uh, This is my game of the week, mostly because I'm very invested in seeing Georgia lose this game. Uh, Oh. I just, I'm not about, I I want them out of contention. If they lose this game, they're done, like, in terms of the playoff, and I just want that to happen. I don't think that they should be one of the top four teams. And I feel like if they beat Auburn, they're going to be. So. I agree with you there in that if Georgia wins, they will definitely have an, they'll be ranked in an unfair spot. Yeah. Um, Especially if like Minnesota beats Iowa, it's not going to carry the same weight. Even though Minnesota is un or is undefeated, yeah, agreed. So I'm I'm with you in that. I just want I want to see chaos. Mm-hmm. I want to see the world burn a little bit. I feel like Auburn winning would be the chaos we need. So that's what I want. I mean, that's fair. Um, another big game being Minnesota at Iowa. We'd love to see. Minnesota, do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, it won't affect really their ranking, but you love to see a team like Minnesota just do well. Yeah, definitely. They're easy to root for. Oh, yeah. Um, about half of the Big Ten is just, like, easy to root True. for. The other half is, like, okay, come, come down a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, uh, the big 12, well, two big 12 matchups are happening this weekend that I kind of care about. This one is a big matchup just because both teams are ranked and college game day is going there. Um, it's Oklahoma at Baylor. Very excited for that one. I think Baylor might be able to win. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if they do, I wouldn't be mad about it. 
like you say, I'm not like a big supporter of Baylor, but um, I just like to see the unexpected happen in sports, unless it's my team and they're expected to win. <laughs> then I like the expected <laughs> to happen. Uh, same. So. And I'm sure many people agree with you. Yeah, I think that it'd be good if Baylor wins just because I think if Oklahoma wins, it doesn't matter that they are like good or whatever. They will not break probably the top seven in rankings. Baylor should like if Baylor wins this game, they should be ranked like pretty high because they'll have beaten Oklahoma Who's a strong program? Mm -hmm. Iowa State, who's a strong program. They're going to beat Texas, who is not a strong program, but keeps getting ranked. (laughs) (laughs) So that is like the the big, big 12 game of the week. The other one is my game of the week, and it is Texas at Iowa State. And that's just because I will be at that game. If you're in Ames, hit me up. Show me where all the fun things are because I've never been to Ames, Iowa. What a surprise. That'll be super fun, though. Oh, yeah. It's for my friend's bachelor party. And I'm like, this is like the best idea for a bachelor party I've ever heard in my life. Let's go watch <laughs> football. Like, I'm in all day, every day. I'm excited for you. That'll be awesome. Thank you. And then <laughs> Washington at Colorado. Uh, yes. Very interested to see how that goes down. You know, maybe Colorado will surprise us and maybe they'll show up against Washington. (laughs) I think they might. I think Washington has been struggling and Colorado just might show up. Yeah. I feel like, um, we honestly, like CU could play decently. I don't think they're going to win, but I think it could be a close game. Especially they're playing at home, you know. Yep. Last home game of the season, uh, senior day. They should have a good turnout, like a good crowd. Hopefully the players can just, like, connect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming at Utah State is your big game of the week. <laughs> um, How are you feeling about that matchup? Um, I'm feeling good about Wyoming. Because they, I'm feeling good and bad. Like, I have mixed feelings because they just, like, they show up and they look great. And then they're like, what is football? And I'm like, oh, God, how is this happening? They just, they like to break my heart and also <laughs> um, give me, give, make my heart work in a way it shouldn't at my age. Like, it should just, they just should play a full game. And they have not all season like it's hard to watch when they don't show up in the first half but in the second half they shine or vice versa so um I think Wyoming should win this game at Utah State but Utah State is a decent team that could challenge Wyoming so we'll see um I just I need Wyoming to win one more I mean, they're already bowl eligible, but like one more just to make sure that they get in a bowl. Yeah. Would love to see that. Oh, my goodness. That'd be so exciting. (laughs) So switching gears to college basketball, uh, we have a couple of games to talk about this week, still early on in the season. Uh, But the first we'll talk about is Michigan State versus Seton Hall. Uh, Michigan State is ranked third. Seton Hall is ranked 12th. And uh, Seton Hall is one of those mid-major programs that's kind of been on the up and up for several years now. And I'm just interested to see how they match up against Michigan State. Um, You know, whether they can pull off the upset. I would love to see that. Uh, Again, love to see these upsets as long as it's not my team being upset by an underdog. (laughs) Uh, so we've got that on Thursday night, and then on Friday night, Gonzaga is playing at Texas A&M. Uh, not, not a crazy interesting game, I wouldn't say, uh, but Texas A&M is a decent team. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be fun to watch. 
Yeah. Friday night basketball. Love that. Uh, for what it's worth, both teams are undefeated as of now with two wins. <laughs> um, but yeah, tickets are as low as $10. So if you're a Zags fan and you live in Texas, then you should definitely go because that is a good deal. <laughs> That's big facts. Like from Austin, I think College Station is like two hours. I know Aggies who go to College Station every weekend for the football games and they go there and back in the day. So um, it's definitely a doable adventure on a Friday night. And it's not like you're going to deal with traffic in College Station, my lord. It's in the actual middle of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the the Michigan State-Seton Hall game, I... I think that'll be an interesting matchup. I think Michigan State, they're they're going through a lot right now. Um, but I, the upset would be good to see on one hand. On the other hand, um, I think that Michigan State won't let that happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it will either. No. But <laughs> that's that's not a likely upset. Like last night, um, so we're recording on a Tuesday. You're gonna hear this not on a Tuesday. Um, and <laughs> I was watching women's basketball and Tennessee upset Notre Dame, and like that to me because Notre Dame was ranked like 14th and Tennessee wasn't ranked at all. I'm like ah, a good upset. Like, I don't think that's going to happen this early on in men's college basketball. Um, maybe it's just, like, my perception of it where, like, women's teams just, like, can come out of nowhere. And I guess we'll have, like, a Cinderella team um, in men's basketball. But it just has not made itself clear yet. It's still a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your hot take of the week? Uh, My hot take of the week is that Seattle has great Mexican food. I was there over the weekend and Seattle, everyone focuses on how good the sushi is, how good the seafood is, uh, Thai food, you know, those kind of cuisines. Yes. I feel like it doesn't get much respect for Mexican food, but I had some amazing Mexican food there this weekend. So I would say that if you live in Seattle or if you go to Seattle a lot and you know you're like oh I have sushi every time I go there I should try something different give Mexican food a try because there's definitely a lot of good spots for it did you get anything spicy uh it was a little bit spicy yes but you know as we know my spice tolerance is extremely low uh (laughs) typically when I order Thai food if they ask how many stars I want in terms of spice I say zero so uh things that I think have a kick to most people do not <laughs> not all Mexican food is actually super spicy so I'm sure True. that um like I have a friend who grew up in El Paso and he's like it doesn't have to be like the spiciest thing you've ever had like <laughs> you're good. eating Tex-Mex yeah so yeah believe and it. that's yeah, this place was called El Chupacabra that Ooh. that we went to. Delish. Um, if you're in Seattle, check it out. What is your hot take of the week? This week is just going to be you and me saying things that Colin drank uh, <laughs> disagrees with. And you know what? Life's hard, Colin. I think that The Office is, like, not the greatest thing ever. I think it's just okay. Um which like everyone loves the office and I started watching it for the first time when I moved to Austin because everyone was like have you ever seen the office and I'm like oh my god no I'll watch this show and it is funny and I think it like the first when I had tried to watch it before I didn't get the humor of it because I didn't work in an office where people said like really dumb things <laughs> like Michael Scott and then like I did and I was like I get why people like this show like it speaks to me However, I think Parks and Rec is better. Um, I think that it's just like a really great show. And I think that The Office is just okay. I think Schitt's Creek 
is hilarious and well written and the timing's great and like everything about the show is wonderful the office is just okay like i would i don't see myself ever talking about the office in the way i talk about these other sitcoms and that's my hot take well, Colin might not be as upset with you as you think he will be because he loves Parks and Rec. I don't know that he would say it's as good as The Office or better than The Office, but he does love Parks and Rec. So uh, I think you'll maybe be in lukewarm water over that one. <laughs> I mean, at me, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on blast. Yeah, I, can I like that. Too. I like that hot take. That's a good one. Um, have you had any good wines lately? I had this really interesting white wine this weekend. I went to a vineyard in Texas because we have a bunch, but um, I was at a women's retreat and one of the activities was going to a winery and I was like, well, God bless this. Uh, it was called Peri Soso. I, I mispronounced it and that's just life. Um, same with the wine I'm about to say. It was a vignette. Oh, yes, that's very good. Nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> Watched the winery, but got the wine. Yeah, it was a good white wine. It was nice and, like, crisp, and um, I would buy a bottle of it um, if it was not expensive. A glass of it was acceptable. <laughs> yeah. It's the best when, like, you're somewhere for happy hour and, like – there's a place in Denver called Postino. Well, they have locations in a couple different states, but all of their wine is $5 per glass until five o'clock. So you could get a $15 glass of wine for $5. Uh, and I just love when you just know you're getting like a good deal on a really good glass of wine, but you're not committed to having to buy the whole bottle at full price. <laughs> yes. yes. What's your wine of the week? Uh, I actually have been drinking Prosecco. Lately, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just champagne, you know, whatever Italian champagne, basically. Um, but I don't know why people always have that reaction. Like, Oh oh my gosh, you know, what's the occasion? And I'm like, there's no occasion. (laughs) Um, it's just carbonated wine really, you know, to me, I don't really think of it as any different than just having a normal glass of wine. (laughs) Interesting. So what, because it's like winter time. What's yeah. that on Prosecco? I don't know. I just, I like, I feel like I drink champagne and Prosecco more in the winter than in the summer. I don't know. Maybe that's my hot take. So that it's a winter a- drink. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. <laughs> so I, my, the most recent kind I had was called Zardetto Prosecco, um, and it's just nice and nice and smooth, easy drinking. Um, great to mix with fruit juices, obviously, because Ooh, yeah, champagne and prosecco are always great with fruit juice. Um, but yeah, it's got kind of like green appley tastes, or what I think are green appley tastes, because the bottle tells me that's what it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> uh, yeah, just just really nice. So that is my wine of the week. Very nice. I mean, it's still wine. I mean, I don't know what um, the rules are for what something make it makes something wine, but like it's made out of grapes. So it's wine. Yeah, we do. We here do not claim to be sommelier. So don't 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 come (laughs) at us for our lack of wine facts. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So big things are happening in your not your area anymore of the country but your former area of the country your hometown with the sounders winning their second mls championship um in the last couple of years against the toronto fc but also your seahawks oh my gosh yes it's great so i was so excited last night to watch the just come home from work and watch that game and uh it did not disappoint. I think that was probably my most favorite Seahawks game I've ever watched. Wow. Uh, yeah, because the Super Bowl win against the Broncos was like, I mean, that was obviously super exciting, but it was a total blowout. Like it was exciting as a Seahawks fan because it was their first Super Bowl win, but not really fun to watch the actual game. 
Actually, yeah. this was my second favorite Seahawks game ever. My first would have been um, the game against the 49ers in 2014, who they beat and then went on to win the Super Bowl. Anyways, um, yeah, just a wild game. No one could hold on to the football. Things were just crazy. I really had no idea um, what was happening half the time. So many fumbles and interceptions and whatnot. Um, I really thought it was going to end in a tie. And hmm. uh, it did not, luckily. I hate that games can end in ties. So I stayed up for four hours plus of that game, and I loved every second of it. It was, it was looking rough at the beginning, and then they definitely pulled it together. My goodness! And for those of you who don't follow, like the Forty ers or the Seahawks, um, the Forty ers were undefeated before they played the Seahawks this week, and then they got their first L. And the Forty ers were the last team in the NFL to to lose a game. So good on them for. The, the Seahawks, not the 49ers. Put <laughs> on the Seahawks for uh, bringing them down a little bit. You know, everyone needs to be humbled once in a while. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like I did not expect a whole lot from the Seahawks this year. And then them getting Jadavion Clowney, um, I think, really helped the roster. And yeah. I feel a lot more confident. I feel, like, pretty confident in them now in terms of um, – their postseason prospects and just how much I like them as a team as they're coming together. I feel like they're they're doing well. So I'll love to yeah. see it. For sure. Same. Um do you want to talk about so again we're recording on Tuesday. Um and that Kentucky was the number one <laughs> team for college basketball. Mid podcast loses to Evansville? Don't, yeah. don't know. What is Evansville? What, what is Evansville? Please, someone educate us. I'm literally Googling <laughs> right now what is Evansville. Yeah. Not what is evangelism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a different podcast Oof. altogether. It's in Indiana. Oh, people from Indiana are so nice. It's very cold. Currently, it's 15 Ugh. degrees. They're in the Missouri Valley Conference. Wow. Oh, they're in there with like Bradley and Drake. And I don't know these other. Oh, you and I is in there. Loyola. Okay. All right. So Evansville is in a conference that has teams that we've heard of. It's home to almost a million people. So there's definitely people in there. But yeah, uh, Kentucky cooging it in the most <laughs> epic proportion. <laughs> I feel like that's what Kentucky has become known for, though, honestly. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like last year, a couple years ago, they lost to some some team like this, and they were ranked number one at the time, or I don't know. They just continue to kind of. But how did they, like, beat Michigan State, like, last week, I don't... and then lose to Evansville this week? I don't know. That's what I don't get about Kentucky as a program, is they're so hot and cold. Like, how is the same team, the same roster of players, like, beat a team like that and then lose to Evansville? How can you play that much differently with the same players? I just really don't understand it. Like, how do you score 91 against Eastern Kentucky and then make it to 64 and still lose to Evansville? Like, who are you? Are you – do they, like, have – like some days they're like, oh, I can show up today, but like, I can't show up tomorrow. Like I'm resting when we play these teams that no one's ever heard of and it'll be fine. Like, no, you won't. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Wild. We just had to share this. Yeah. It's going to take a little while to process what just happened with that. Well, we, we asked for chaos and. Lo and behold, we got it. Mid pod. We did. Also, I, I know we didn't have this on the outline, but uh, we need to talk about Jokic's back-to-back 
game-winning shots this past weekend. Yes. Yes. I am here for it, obviously. I'm clearly biased, but uh, I just loved all of the stuff on Twitter that came of it, um, especially when they were playing the Sixers with the whole Joel Embiid thing. Like, yes. you know, everyone com- everyone always comes for Jokic being like, he's out of shape. He's not good. Why do people think he's good? Um, yes, he is. Joel Embiid is clearly the way better player. And it's like, okay. I hear what you're saying. Uh, And then he just goes and like, like Joel Embiid fouls out of the game and Jokic hits the game winning shot as he's like falling to the floor. It was just everything I wanted. I just, I sent this tweet to you and your brother. um, But the one where that person was like saying that um, it's an unfair advantage for Denver like the physical disadvantage a visiting team has um because like it's you know at 5000 feet and it's only like the only way that Jokic can compete with Embiid is with an unfair advantage of being in Denver and like i don't know that's he's a good player and people are still they find whatever reason to just like crap on him yeah i mean you can say you can argue the same thing for like, oh, you know, like Alabama is at a huge advantage because of their their fan base at home games. Like you can come up with an argument like that for for not any team, but a lot of teams. So yes. I just don't I don't buy that. I don't know. I I having grown up in Colorado, whenever people are like, it's an unfair advantage to play any teams in Colorado or like in Denver specifically. And I'm like why aren't you complaining about Salt Lake City also? <laughs> it's the same. Like, dude, Actually, I think yeah. I feel like Salt Lake may be a higher elevation. Maybe not. They're both similar. They are similar. They're very they're very similar in like climate and um the elevation of Salt Lake City is 4200. Yeah. It's not that big of a difference between Salt Lake and Denver if you're coming from sea level. Also, isn't it a disadvantage to have to fly across the country to Orlando like and have played a game a day and a half before? You know, I like I just don't I don't Yeah, no. There's so many no. you can make that argument for anything. Everything's an advantage if you think about it. Like <laughs> I don't know. Unless you're at a neutral site. But then of course there's gonna be like the other the team that won had an unfair disadvantage that their fans travel better. Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was that. that was a great, great part of my weekend. And then he hits yes. another game winning shot in overtime um against the Timberwolves. So also great. Uh, there was a really funny tweet I saw that's relevant here and it was like the SpongeBob font, you know, where it's like caps and then lowercase and then caps and whatever. And it was like, what's wrong with Jokic? And then it's a video of him from the all-star game last year. And he was like, he winks. And then he's like, not today, buddy. (laughs) In his Serbian accent. (laughs) It's like, this is great. Everyone, everyone who's like, Jokic is trash and Joel Embiid is way better. Like maybe he is better, but Jokic isn't trash. <laughs> yeah, no, people are really mean to him. It was kind of like when Luka Doncic, like before he got drafted, and people were kind of like, mm. "Who is Luka?" And it's like you know that they play basketball a lot over in Europe, yeah. right? Like they can be good. It, there's like it's not a surprise when they come here and they ball out. Yeah, we need to be nicer even though they don't look like Embiid um maybe that's why people have an issue with Jokic being good is uh he doesn't fit the stereotype totally they're like how is this guy how am I in better shape physically looking than this guy and he's like this freak athlete I feel like people are just kind of jealous (laughs) that might be it (laughs) I don't know. They're like, I want to, I want to waddle in 10 pounds overweight and be a star. (laughs) 
I mean, don't we all? Then we know that we can like enjoy that that ice cream after dinner. Like I'm still gonna ball out, so might as well have the ice cream yeah. instead of being like, oh no, I can only eat chia pudding. Yeah, exactly. People are just jealous. So whatever. Uh, here for it. Here for the Jokic content. And always, uh, you know, it's just it's just the beginning of the season. So, but yeah. They should have a pretty fun and good season. The Nuggets are fun to watch. Yeah. When they're not losing to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> That's or the true. New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, without Zion. Yeah, yeah, without Zion. Do you have any plugs this week? Um, Just the usual um, Tailgate Society podcast, Crossing the Aisle. They just put out a new episode this week and they have a guest. Um, They talk politics something that we don't touch <laughs> really here <laughs> uh drunk dialing that did uh an episode this week as well and then the stuff and things podcast everyone did things at the beginning of the week and i realized that we and i you and i do things at the beginning of the week but like everyone was right here for the content at the beginning of the week um monday and tuesday so go check those out um all good content we appreciate them so yeah I like it. How about you? Do you have any plugs? Just social media ones. Follow Sports Quirks on Twitter at Sports Quirks. And follow Emily and I as well because you're going to get a lot of similar content. Uh, Big facts. <laughs> Emily Cornell is at ML Problems, at E-M-I-L Problems. And I am at Emily Jaranka. And you can always find those links in the description of each episode. Um which you definitely should be subscribing to so that you just get them pushed into your podcast app feed. Uh, Do it. That way you don't even have to think about, oh, I need to go listen to this episode. You just know that it's there. Yep. And if you listen via Apple Podcasts, um, maybe you should rate and review in addition to subscribing because your girls really like those positive reviews. So just like throw them in there. We do. And also, lost my train of thought. Oh, no. (laughs) No I'll come back to it. Uh, Oh, bigger than sports. That's what I was going to talk about. So definitely send us your bigger than sports moment. If you see something on social media, DM it to us at Sports Corks. Don't even think about it. Just put it in our messages folder. I don't know what you would call that. DM it to us. Uh, Don't question it. Just do it right away. I mean to do these things and then I forget. So don't be that person. Um, We have a couple of bigger than sports things this week. Um, We'll kind of combine them because they're both like relatively short to talk about. Um, One, um, we don't want to get too heavy on this podcast, generally speaking. Um, But we do think that mental health is important and it's something that both you and I enjoy talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to kind of give an overview of that, that story about the Albion college basketball player? Yes. So he um, walked into, it walked in front of a train and passed away um, last week. And um, yeah, we, if you're feeling a certain way, like don't ever be afraid to like get help. Um, there'll be a link in the description of the podcast for um, the suicide prevention um, resource. So it's, it's tough to read about young players um, and just young people, people in general, um, not feeling like they need to be here. So um, that was very hard, and his brother plays for Michigan State, which definitely impacts that team as well. Like, it's not just a – it impacts a small circle. Like, it goes far and wide. So, um, for sure, utilize those resources if you need to talk to someone. Yeah, thinking of the player and his family and that sad situation and hopefully um, – you know, the NBA has done a lot in terms of mental health and kind of trying to be some more supportive of their players in understanding that. 
And I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot of room still for in college athletics. Um, yeah. For that. And so hopefully, you know, obviously these stories are all sad, but hopefully it's kind of a wake up call and um, the NCAA as an organization and the schools themselves, you know, invest more money and resources into providing mental health counseling and assistance to their student athletes because college is a tough time for everyone, let alone mm-hmm. student athletes who are trying to balance all that they have to balance. So, um, yeah, definitely a sad situation, but hopefully, you know, progress can be made because of it and good can come from it in the end. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully it encourages the NCAA to do the same thing as the NBA and have like a mental health professional on staff on their on every staff like doesn't matter if it's a d1 program or a d3 program they have a mental health uh professional to just support their students yeah um and then on a more happy note uh we saw something earlier this week um the first player with autism uh division one player with autism scored points in a college basketball game um which is for Kent, yeah, State. Kent State. Um, so that's, you know, just a story about overcoming barriers and uh, you love to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's showing that, like, people are becoming more inclusive of differently abled people. And that's all that we you want to see in sports, right? It should be connecting everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the opposing team, Townsend, um, their coach, his son has autism, and he was there to watch the game. Um, so the Kent State player who um, scored is believed to be the first known autistic scholarship player in Division One Division One men's basketball. Um, so. That's it's it's not just cool because the player scored his first points, you know, but it's it's cool because this kid um, who's the son of the coach of the opposing team has autism and got to witness that happen firsthand. And, you know, it's things like that where it gives like young people hope that, you know, just because I'm different doesn't mean I can't be super successful in sports. Um, It's kind of like a similar thing with how. the Griffin brothers um, on the Seahawks, like they kind of show kids how, um, you know, you can both be successful despite whatever physical circumstances you're dealing with. And, you know, they're both role models and people look up to them and it's kind of examples too. So um, just yeah. a very nice, positive, touching story to end on. Representation matters. It does. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. I want that note. We out. <laughs> Emily and Emily, sports and court.